Hello everyone. My name is Sanvi. I'm the podcast manager for Oracle Ankini and this year again we bring you the learning into the network series. The theme of June is community and today we have Manthi from Encompassion tells us about non-violent communication and its role in building a community. Can't wait to get it started. Hello Manthi. Hi Sanvi. How are you? I'm good. Hope the same with you. Yeah, wonderful. I'm excited to be here. Very excited. We really value your sharing your time and expertise with us. Thank you. It's nice to be asked to talk about non-violent communication. It's very precious to me and hugely a part of my life. So I'm always happy to talk about it. Thank you for calling me. Yeah, we are glad to have you. So we'll start by asking you the same question we have asked every guest this month. What makes a group of people a community? Sure. Um, Thanks. I think this is a really beautiful question. First of all, it's such a precious thing to be asking, especially in a world where um, groups are becoming increasingly polarized and and constricted. And somewhere there's this confusion about what community really means. So, um, for me, clarifying that and talking about that is really important. So, I'll say a few things somewhat conceptually and then summarize them. Um, for me i guess one of the reasons this question even comes up is that we know that human beings are fundamentally a social being like we're told this very often and at the same time i guess it's important to understand where this comes from and what this really means um so to me it means a couple a few things like um it means uh, there are a few layers in my understanding that go into the making of a community and the first of those layers the absolute baseline is about survival um human beings on this planet as a species uh to be able to survive uh, as a physically weaker species than many of many of the bigger predatory species needed to organize into communities and you know uh, nurture their own food grow their own children and i mean like care for each other and this is an important aspect of survival um recently gabor mate in his film the uh, wisdom of trauma talked about some of the core needs of any infant uh in addition to food of course one of the core needs is actually about is attachment and he pointed out that when babies are not held when they're not picked up they actually die um so if we look back at our evolution in this planet as a species we understand that we survived because we could organize into communities we survived because of our relationships um and then at this so i mean it's a fundamental survival thing and at the same time um one of the things we need to keep in mind is that um well in the ndc sense what this brings this survival is bolstered and supported by core needs like belonging and acceptance um and at the same time we know i would guess we would all know as women in a male dominated society that sometimes belonging and acceptance actually comes at a cost of other needs like authenticity yeah. um and for me these are like thriving needs these are needs for uh being able to live our truth being able to be authentic to ourselves in a safe way um being able to express what we really want and to live our creative lives to grow the way we want to so it can't just be about belonging and acceptance it also needs to be about uh, authenticity and truth and freedom and then there's a third element which is which for me is about connection um and it's also a little bit about ownership and this is this is this idea that um 
any community and collective if you're if you're surviving and thriving there's also an element of nurturing um who owns who takes decisions about how the community is nurtured you know that's an important question to ask so in earlier times in many even right now in our in our times right now very f- sometimes few people will determine what is good for the larger community um in my experience the more there is a shared sense of ownership um the more that each person knows that you know their well-being impacts other people's well-being and vice versa uh, the more they know that they matter the more that they know you know that they are um held in a safe way and increasingly the more sustainable the community becomes so that's the three layers there's the surviving there's the thriving and then there is this question of ownership and like shared understanding and while all of these ideas are fantastic i think all things will be yeah. you definitely need uh, healthy systems and structures to kind of ensure that all of these layers are attended to so that's that's the essence of my uh, thoughts on that so uh, can you share what non violent communication is and how did it come to your life sure i mean so non violent communication would be one of those ways that we can organize into healthy thriving communities um essentially to me non violent communication is uh, structurally it is a process and a consciousness that was put together by marshall rosenberg based on a number of traditions of non violence um and he started with two critical questions about connection and compassion uh one of those questions was about what do we do you know what do some of us do that enables us to stay in touch with our more compassionate nature in difficult circumstances and what do some of us do that disconnects us from that compassionate nature that natural spirit of giving that each of us has um and he designed a process i mean over years of study he came up with this four step process at the core of which is a fundamental concept of needs um that we all come from the same needs that everything we do or do not do is an attempt to meet needs and if we can connect at the level of needs we can be much more in you know in community and harmony with each other we can live peace rather than strive for peace um and we can uh yeah, we can truly thrive as a species together um how it came to my life is actually when about 10 almost 11 years ago now i walked into a space a practice group in delhi that's run by sudha shankar and has been running for many many years now where for the first time uh, it's a, it was an mvc practice group and i walked in because i was at a difficult point in my life and for the first time somebody said to me the word the asked me the question you know what are you needing so many people had asked me what are you feeling up until that point but nobody had ever asked me what i needed um and it was really empowering for me to connect with not the things that i need not the strategies with which i wanted to live my life but with the core needs under them such as acceptance and love and belonging and creativity and truth and with that somewhere i th- i think that was just the first encounter and i was sold and over the next few years i started practicing it in my relationships and bringing it into my own self connection practices and at some point um there was a shift towards this idea at least for me that if i live this and i practice this um 
it needs to be in the context of community it needs to be for me for for it to be a whole practice for me it needs to be in service of a larger whole ahead of me so that's that's basically how it came into my life uh, can you speak a little about how was being in touch with our needs enhances community bond sure um i guess again like i mentioned the fundamental precept of nvc is that needs are universal um you and i have the same set of needs so while you might choose to do something and i might do choose to do something different at the level of needs we are connected we we will find resonance everybody wants love everybody needs connection everyone needs empathy and growth and learning you know so first of all needs are universal uh secondly that everybody's needs matter and this is such a it's a small sentence uh but it's radically it's a radical shift really that everybody's needs matter which means in order for us to have a thriving community nobody's needs can be left out of the conversation how uh, and finally that everything we do or do not do is an attempt to meet a need so um and from that point the from this particular precept that what we do is to meet needs uh, and what we do not do is also to meet needs we can also kind of shift into understanding what happens when there is conflict um conflict happens at the level of strategy so not at the level of needs so kind of fostering an awareness and a consciousness of our shared needs the shared humanness of our needs naturally enhances community bonds and at this end when i speak to people about what i am longing for and not about what i'm thinking about them i'm much more likely to build active bridges so the vocabulary of of universal feelings and needs really helps us to communicate what is true for us while holding the other person with care and then that can really help with building a community um i think it also kind of it maybe provides a bit of a guideline in a sense that for a community to have nurturance like for me to have nurturance for me to feel fully connected i need i might want to move towards connection with myself in three directions i can either move to you know to myself to really for self understanding i can move towards others to understand them which is what we call empathy and i can move towards others to express my truth which is what we call expression so if a community has systems of nurturance that uh that support self understanding empathy for others and expression um an expression in a way that still holds the other person with care then that becomes very very um like deeply meaningful in a community then we come to feelings uh, in a world where we classify feelings as negative and positive and why it looks it feelings as those feelings that we feel when our needs are met and those that we feel when the needs are not met why is this reframing important oh it's a very critical reframing um it's incredibly important because the reframing is about shifting um and awareness so there's a key difference in nvc which is about stimulus versus cause um usually in the way we understand feelings and in fact our own experiences is that something happened to me to cause that you know you made me feel angry you made me feel sad this happened to me um 
and in this what happens is that the root that as we understand this the conceptual the concept like we conceptualize that the reason for my experience is something outside me and i'm not in control of it and what happens when we not when we don't feel like we're in control of ourselves is we we get angry we get ashamed we get traumatized we get really anxious um on the other hand in nbc we're shifting awareness completely we're saying that the stimulus might come from the outside but the reason i feel what i feel is because of the state of my own needs so it's really about bringing ownership of my experience back to me claiming reclaiming um power over myself uh with by connecting with my needs so it's a very gentle kind of process it's about saying um you know so suppose something does happen to me like we're leading up to this podcast um i was feeling quite nervous and now i could say that oh my god i have so much to do and i'm really nervous and i'm going to screw this up and that's why i feel nervous then i'm still not in control of what's happening to me um but if i shift awareness and notice is i feel nervous because i really have a longing for connection I have a longing to be heard and i have a longing for dignity those are my needs i can hold them inside me and i can bring them forward with care for the other person it's not because of somebody else that something happens to me um so one part of it is about ownership one part of it is about connection one part of it is also i think really important somewhere to as we as a collective i believe as a collective species i believe we're getting more and more attuned to mindfulness practices and owning our experiences and being observers and witnesses to our own being versus you know act, acting from our feelings and one of these concepts is around us uh, being able to self soothe but also self connect when we uh, connect with our feelings and check what needs they're coming from this is also uh, it really helps us to not invalidate what we're going through um but to harvest what's really good about that that experience so if i'm feeling really angry that that doesn't sound like a good experience but if i'm feeling really angry if i stay with it and i check you know what am i really needing anger usually shows up when it's telling me something something important being able to connect with my pool of needs under my feelings helps me bring that into flow so the reframing is absolutely critical it's about owning how owning not just um my experiences but also reclaiming choice over how i behave um it's about taking responsibility full fullness of responsibility for my needs and that's really empowering finally about request uh, why is practicing making request important and what does a well performed request look like maybe sure. with an example sure um yeah absolutely so i mean requests are the fourth step of nonviolent communication there are four steps is observations feelings needs and requests um but request is also really where we start talking to the other person so in a in a sense in the dance of communication with the other person requests are the first step uh which means we need to go back to the basic reason why we would practice nbc in the first place and there are two intentions behind the practice of nbc one intention is uh solely for connection to foster connection to live connection and the other is to make life beautiful um and request is how we start to make life beautiful it's about owning responsibility for our needs 
offering them to the other as an invitation to help us make our lives beautiful and therefore our life shared life together beautiful and uh very critically it's also about being able to hear no to the other to our request from the other person um so i'll just give you an example and that would help so well formed request would be you know like um smart as if you've heard the acronym smart s m a r t so it has it needs to be specific that's how i learned it there are other short forms floating around but i learned it like this so it needs to be specific it needs to be measurable action oriented reasonable and time bound um so for example i might need connection this is really alive in the pandemic and i can say to you that you know i really need to connect with you or i need connection but this will not give you or the other person all the information that they need to be able to meet my needs uh so i may instead want to make it really specific and measurable and such as in so for example i might say something like i'm really longing for connection uh would you be willing to schedule a zoom meeting with me so that i can see your face and speak to you for one hour this coming tuesday and now when the person says no to this they're not it becomes it's very e- easy for me now to know that they're saying no to my request to the action but not to me and not to my need they're not denying my need they're just meeting other needs by a different strategy so again it's about um yeah i mean it's really a it's an invitation to dancing with the other person so when somebody says no uh i might take that back process it and then come back with another request um with those intentions of making life beautiful and to connect with each other uh thank you so much for really helping us understanding the details uh are there any offerings and workshops at encompass that you would like to talk about sure um thanks for that that's a good question uh, i'd love to talk about it in compassion offers many workshops we offer at least one weekly workshop every saturday uh, through our living bridges program and we also offer training programs so this july we have five super exciting workshops in fact uh, in june itself we have two more saturdays to go so there's a workshop on requests with ranjita jorkar just coming up um and there's a i'll be offering a workshop on radical curiosity in social change using ndc and in july we have three ndc offerings including an introduction a workshop with samuel odiambo and again me with another aspect of ndc and social change as i see it and we are lucky enough to be hosting prakhar bhartiya from the indian school of democracy and meenu venkateshwaran who's the co-founder of prava and community uh, who will come and speak to us about different issues about um which are social change related because the work i do has to do with ndc and social change um and we have three training programs coming up very very active companies uh, so we have uh, an inner foundations ndc workshop coming up a, from, a workshop on like a training on relationships and a training on parenting with ndc and all of this can be found uh, information about all of this can be found on encompassion.com um and i want to just mention this that in compassion like our work really when we do the workshops we take money from these workshops and con- and use that to support our grassroots work that's how we um sort of reorient funds so we would welcome anyone absolutely thank you for giving your valuable time thank you so much for having me i'm yeah it's been really wonderful
Thank you.